Okay, guys, before we start, just a couple of welcomes. Uh, where's Ari Berman? He's here. Okay, guys, we have a, a returnee from the University of Maryland, Ari Berman over there. He is one of the five pillars keeping up the Maryland Beit Midrash. And since Noah Meltzer is one of the five also, okay, there we go, which means we are responsible for 40% of the reason the Maryland Beit Midrash does not collapse. Because that is pretty exciting. That's it. And uh, we again uh, welcome back Jono's parents. Guys, if you, if you investigate their attendance record, you will see that they are two of the most serious guys in the yeshiva. Okay. Okay, okay so let us now uh, get to a really interesting topic about when people could be mozi each other. We often wonder, we have mitzvot, and sometimes one person is going to do it for somebody else. So what are the criteria when that person can do mitzvot for other people? And one thing to realize up front, it's very much a case-by-case question. Like, there's no rule that minors can't do mitzvot, or women can't do mitzvot for men. There's a very, very simple rule. What is the simple rule? If you have the same level of obligation, a could do it for B. If you don't have the same level of obligation, so then A cannot do it. Okay, so don't think about it so essentialist. Are you this person or that person? Just ask, in this context, what kind of chiyuv do you have? Okay, so why would it be in general, guys, based on that rule, why would it be that we rarely see a minor do mitzvot for an adult? Because for the most part, a katan is either not chayiv at all, or at most chayiv the rabbanan. So how could, let's say, Friday night, how could a kata make kiddush for all the gidolim? The gidolim are chayev, they have a biblical obligation. And this katan is at most chayev the rabbanan, so he cannot do it for them. Okay, let's now move from minors to women. Okay, so why can't a woman blow chauffeur for you? <laughs> that was pretty clever. That was really not bad. Oh, see guys, rabbinic humor from the rabbi of the east side of Chabad. Okay, so uh, why can't a woman blow shofar for a man? Because a, a shofar is one of those mitzvot that are mitzvot say. Are there more sheets somewhere, guys? Okay, mitzvot say says man grama. Oh my, Josh, it's what? You're totally flipping out. White shirt, your tits are out, and you're looking for the source sheet. Uh, okay. Okay. That's it. Stand there. I'm not worried about you anymore. Josh Itzquist is here. Okay. Okay. So in any case, uh, in any case, the uh, that's why, because the woman is not high, the man is. Okay. But what if a woman made kiddish for a man Friday night? What would happen? It would work. Why would it work? Remember, guys, the famous thing, everybody who's chayav in Shirat Shabbat is chayav in Shirat Shabbat. So women have the same biblical obligation to make Kiddush. So even though it's not really customarily done, the fact is, if a man heard a woman make Kiddush right night, he would be Yotze. Okay, so we got that? So the real criteria is, do you have the same level of Chiyav or not? So now things get interesting, because I could play out in a whole bunch of cases, what level of Chiyav do we have in question? Okay, so let's start with a Gemara and Brachot. This is a good Gemara to know if you're going to be a knowledgeable Jew. Okay, Amalei Ravina Rabba. So Ravina was curious. He asked his colleague Rabba, Nashim Beberkat Amazon, Doraita Odrabanan. Are women in benching Chayev biblically or rabbinically? Okay, now before we even get to the test case, because that's what we want in life, right? We do this in philosophy, we do this in Gemara. What's a good test case? 
Now, Mark's going to go with a very specific test case, but we'll see later, about 20 minutes from now, guys, that one of the Akrodim says we didn't go with a classic test case. Let's just explore this for a second. If you, late at night, are thinking, is something the right or Durabanan? What occurs to you as a good test case? How would you know in practice if it's the right or Durabanan? Gideon Ronan. Uh, if you forget it, I think you do it a little bit stronger. Because even if you forget it, the Rabbanan, we would usually want to fulfill it, the Rabbanan. You did, yeah. Okay. Take your zero. Oh, there you go. Guys, we now have the one pillar of the Michigan Bay Madrash. There, we are not, it's not 40%. We are 100% responsible for the Michigan Bay Madrash. Okay, so uh, he's absolutely correct. Isn't Suffolk a classic test case? What do we know? We all learn. Suffolk, Doraita, Lachomra, Suffolk, Doraita, So if you're not sure, if you're not sure if you did it already, we are stringent on biblical mitzvot, and we are lenient on rabbinic mitzvot. So in theory, we could always do that. Anytime you know if something is a Doraita or Banan, if you know what the answer of Suffolk is, you could plug it in. Okay, but it's not where the Gemara goes. The Gemara says, actually, Lamai nafkamina, la fuke rabim yidechobatan. What does it choose to go with? Not the Suffolk ramification, but can be mozi other people. That's how we'll know. If women are doraita, they can. If they're dorbanan, they can't. Ia marta doraita, ati doraita, mavik doraita. So if women have the same biblical chiv in benching, a woman could bench for you. Ia marta dorabanan, if women have a rabbinic chiv in benching and you have a doraita, have a she'enim mechuyo b'davar, v'chol she'enim mechuyo b'davar, enim mozi tarem dechobatan. Okay, we're good so far? We're going to dance again. This really still fulfills our rule. Of course, a lot of you might be wondering why shouldn't women be chayv in Birkat Amazon? Right? After all, it's a perfectly nice mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah that I say shazman grama. It's not limited by time, right? I could have a pastrami sandwich at any moment in the day and be chayv in Birkat Amazon. Choni, right? I could have a chayti chayti at any moment in the day and be chayv in Birkat Amazon. Actually, it's not true. I can, it's true. I can only have it in morning hours when they have the, the staff that's on the good side of the force, but not the later part of the day when the Darth Vader forces take over. Okay, so, uh, but okay, but in any case, it's not, it's a mitzvah to say it's not Zaman Drama, okay, and therefore, it's not, why should we be chayev? So that's only the position that women are chayev. Why does anyone think women are drobedan? So this is kind of interesting, actually, because it gets to the real sense of which themes of Birkat Amazon are really crucial, which themes are not so crucial. So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says... Uh, that's easy. It's an apasuk. Like we said, it's not time bound. Why shouldn't they be chayef? So this is quite fascinating. What does he want to claim? That somehow inheriting the land is a crucial part of Bikram Amazon. Now, where is... Let's finish the argument. And since title on the land goes to the men, not the women, therefore, that's why they wouldn't have a biblical chiv. Guys, now, where do you see in Birkat Amazon that the land theme is pretty essential to Birkat Amazon? Which bracha tells you that? The second bracha, right? The first, guys, you can always tell what a bracha is about based on the closing line. Closing line of the first bracha, has done it, right? Has done it to So that's just about... Food, but closing line in the second bracha, Allah Aretz, Yalamazon. So that should tell you that, oh, the land theme <coughs> is somehow pretty important in Birkat Amazon. Once we're at it, what's the closing line in the third bracha? So apparently, when we bench, the themes that we care about are food, land, and Yushalai. Yeah, Ari. You mean Brot Slavchad? 
Great news, Ari Burn. See why he, now you see why he's the pillar of the Maryland Baby Drush. That's Rashi's next line. Okay, I'm not gonna do it right now, but take a look. Okay. Ari, I heard you're uh, you're working very hard these days. Combination of Gomorrah and mechanical engineering. Is that correct? Oh, computer engineering. Oh, if you, if you be really serious, you'd be in mechanical engineering. <laughs> Not such a serious guy after all. Okay. Okay, so. Yeah, but you go to that? Okay, so again, what's the question? Can a woman bench for a man? Is she the right to Durbanan? The right to simple Durbanan because she lacks the Eretz Yisrael theme. Okay, next. Back to the Gemara. My, what's the din? Tashima. Now look at this source. Be'emet amru, ben mevarich laviv. Now here we're talking about a son. A son can make a bracha for his dad. Ve'evid mevarich l'rabo, a slave for his master. Ve'isha mevarechet l'bala. And a woman can bench for her husband. So it seems like we've solved it, right? The proof is over. If the b'rita says a woman can bench for her husband, don't you see that women are chayim in the b'rita in... Okay, Ah, but now Lumar thinks it's not a proof. Okay, guys, there's a key phrase coming up. Everyone should get this phrase down. Maybe every share club will teach one key phrase, the key phrase of the day. Maybe we even look for a sponsor. Right. This, uh, what do you think, Connie? Okay. This key phrase of the day is it's the chaser key phrase of the day. Okay. So Okay, it's good because it's during morning so it works out great, right? Okay, so what does the phrase v'litamecha mean? Ah, I'm trying to say you think I'm in trouble? Even in your logical word, there's difficulty. It's like a reversal. You think you think it's only trouble if you say how could the woman do it for the man? L'tamecha, according to your reasoning, katan bar what's his great point? But the, there were three cases in the Brita, one of which was Ben Mavarech Laviv. Nobody thinks a katan is Chayev Doraita. So why do you think I'm the only one in trouble? Right? Everybody's in trouble here. How could the katan badge for an adult? So says the Gemara, Hakamai Eskinan, Kagon Sha'achal Shi'ura Drabanan. Ah, just beautiful. What did the adult do? He ate a, what's a shiur? Amount. He ate a rabbinic amount. Meaning, what if we could reduce the gadol to also only being chayev? Now, a lot of you are knowledgeable about this. You know your brachot. So, arguably, what do I need to do to be biblically obligated? Ah, what does the Pasuk say? It's very straightforward, actually. You don't need a fancy dresser. Be'achalta v'sabata v'baraka. You have to be satiated. Okay? Yoni Krantz, can we go after you on this one? Okay. Which means Yoni Krantz is rarely chayv in Brickett of Muslim Midoraita. Okay, it, it is quite rare. Okay, maybe a, an entire pizza might do it. We're not sure. Okay, so Viachata, Mr. Vatarakla. Now, when do we tend to bench, though, guys? We'll bench if you just had. But also a kazai or beta bread. Like, can we all agree, even those of us who are not such big eaters, we're probably not really satiated and satisfied after a kazai of bread, and yet we bench. So that is a rabbinic benching. So now we have a great theory. When can the katan bench for his dad or his mom? If the dad or mom only ate one piece of bread, they did not achieve kadeisviyah, but they're still going to bench, but that's a rabbinic benching. Now we can claim the katan has the same level of chiyav as the gadol. Okay, so let's just sum up. We're still in our rule that you have to have the same level of chiyav, 
That's why normally a katan can't bench for a gadol. With a woman, we're not sure, because it depends on the machloket. Right? We have machloket, are women chayav deraita or chayav derabanan. What is one way you can have for sure women or for sure katan benching for the adults or for the males? If the nobody's chayav deraita because they did not eat a kadesvia. Jonah. Ah, that is a great question. Guys, Jonah has a future in the world of Talmudic study. Okay, we'll get to Jonah's point in Tosfat in a minute. Okay, do you just think of that now or you knew, knew that idea before? Okay, a natural born Talmudist. Gavin, did you want to say something before? Yeah. Um, yeah. If we have a scheme about like, the land, then shouldn't benching outside of Ertzisho Okay, so this is quite fascinating, Gavi. Look up the Ramban on that Pasuk. Where the Ramban says, you might have read this as saying, but don't read it that way. So, but it's good though, because the Ramban had your thought. In fact, you can even, it's a pretty good reading of the Pasuk, right? But if you look at the Ramban, he says, that's not the way we Chazal in the reading of the Pasuk. Ari Berman. Uh, hang in there. Okay, that's very good, but you know too much. Yeah, Gideon. Uh, that, that is great, though, Gideon. Because what does that show you? Guys, this is actually a good point in life. I'm glad to do it. Daniel Kalimi, you okay in the back there? What are you, what are you eating? He's sold down there. Just peanut butter plain? Uh, okay. All right, that's a pretty healthy snack. Peanut butter on a rice cake, not bad. Okay, so one second, guys. Let me just clarify a important point here. It's, it's true that thinkers have tendencies. But one of the healthiest things in the world to realize, even if it's a tendency, you're not going to necessarily do it every time. Like, wouldn't that be a much more honest and healthy approach to life? Like, let's say we decide that Rabbi Blau is a lenient posik. Okay, he tends to search for leniencies. Okay, so but what happens if, when you say that, oh, if you, you'll never find me mockery about anything, right? Wouldn't that be a little bit weird? Right, so here, I'll give you my chumrah. My big chumrah is, I am not sympathetic to people who want to drop the kidney prohibition. Okay, we'll discuss why another time. Okay, I'm unsympathetic to that. Oh, no, not if you're Sparty, obviously. Okay, but uh, for Ashkenazim to drop it. Okay, so again, so... What? Thank you, Moises. Okay. Wait, is that only because you want to like... Lorded over the Ashkenazim? No, it's a custom. Uh, okay. Uh, no, he's right. He takes custom seriously. It doesn't have to be his own custom for him to take it seriously. Okay. But in any case, um, wait, what was I saying about? Ah, so Gideon's absolutely right. The Ramban is the super believer in Eretz Yisrael, right? Every mitzvah has more weight in Eretz Yisrael. You might say the Ramban would definitely give that reading of the Brick of Muslim. So maybe, no, maybe the Ramban also had his moments when he realized, I can't push it that far. Right? And maybe he also realized that's not the way Chazal read the Pasuk. So the Ramban could have limitations also. Okay, yeah. Um, I've heard from Rav Milan that Rav Yul, the new benching, even if he doesn't eat bread, but he's just like a lot of food in general, would, that be a, would he argue that that's a Deoraisa benching or a Deoraisa? Uh, I think he'd argue that's Deoraisa. So okay. a minor would not be able to bench on his class. Well, if you had, only if you were full of other food. Because just to clarify, there's a very interesting Talmud Chacham in my community, Rabbi Yol Ben-Nun. Just, I'll mention his name just because people should know about him, because he's made an impact both in Torah and in Zionist history. Who here has read Like Dreamers? Uh, Yolan Wiener's a well-read man. Wait, where's Shalom? I'm not ready yet. Shalom! Jewish history! Zionism! Okay, who's the other one besides Elon? That was it? 
Okay, Ilan Wiener, the most educated guy in the room. Okay, so Light Dreamers is a story of seven paratroopers who freed the old city in 67. And one of the reasons it's interesting is you kind of get a little bit of the shift that happened over the course of Zionist history. Like, the, who was considered the, ide the ideologues, the real ideology in the early years of the state? It was the kibbutz movement. Okay, that, those were the considered, oh, there's where you find real idealism, like on the socialist kibbutzim. So some of the paratroopers are kibbutz guys, but as you guys know, over the course of Israeli history, people start to realize that, you know, full-throated full socialism is a pretty bad idea. And a lot of the kibbutzim moved towards privatization, and there was less a sense of kibbutz as where the idealism was. And there became a, a little bit more of a sense that idealism is found in the religious Zionist community. So you ended up with some of the paratroopers in the portrait are kibbutzniks and some are religious Zionists. So that's one of the most interesting things about the book. And one of the seven paratroopers is Raviol Benun. In fact, you could argue that he comes out the best, that he comes out as the hero of the book. Okay, so everyone should read this book. Wasn't on the Vancouver Public School curriculum. You know why? Because you were too busy learning to mine. Okay. <laughs> who has time? Who has time for like dreamers? Okay. So, uh, so in any case, um, that's what we But then he also was a big teacher of Tanakh. So there's been a whole Tanakh revolution in the modern state of Israel, and he is one of the important figures. Okay, so there's two things to know about him: paratrooper from '67 in Yossi Klein Levy's book, and a major Tanakh teacher. He, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's funny. Right? When guys cut the mask for Shabbos, they love this because he really is. It really fits what um, who said it for? Arel, you said it. Who quoted Rav Noam? Oh, okay, Ella said. Okay, he's really into. We should really re, don't be technical about things. We should really realize the spirit of the law. And I'll give you two examples of it. Okay, one example is he says, "Well, tzitzit are meant to be seen." And it's, it's funny that, and he said in his original form, probably appeared on your outer garment, right? If in the old days people wore, I know, these four-cornered outer garments, like robe-like things, so that's what they said were. So even if you keep your tzitzit out, if, even if you're, free, you're flipping out like Josh Itzkowitz, right, it's still not on your outer garments. So listen to what he did, guys. He took his suit jacket and he furthered the cut, right? He raised, right, every suit jacket has like a little slit here. So he raised it more to make the suit into... Now it has four corners. And then he puts seat on his suit jacket. Okay, I don't know anybody else in Amir Solo does this. Okay, but if you come to my shul, you will see, if you see a bearded guy with tzitzit on his suit jacket, that is Rabbi Ulbanon. Okay, so that's one example of him trying to fulfill, as it were, the spirit of the law. The other example, I'm very sympathetic to it. The other question is like, how much can you push the spirit of the law? Like Rabbi Yol points out, there is a real oddity. Oh, we need you, you, you. We need you for this. Okay, Yedidya goes to Papagayo. He orders all you can eat. Okay, now it is in theory possible, I don't know if it's true or not, it is in theory possible that he did not have any bread. Did you have bread? Oh, there you go. So then you have this, um, what? Oh, okay. But you have this, uh, but a lot of people would say, why should, bread is just going to take up room, right? Why should I bother with the bread? Okay, but then you end up with this amazing thing, right? You ate 17 kinds of meat. You are as full as can be. And then what do you make at the end of the meal? Brain of fashion. That just seems a little bit crazy. So like you're, you're cheating there, right? right? You like <laughs> ate out like crazy. And just as technically you didn't have bread. What, 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 I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Okay. Okay. So Rav Yol thinks it can't be. It just can't be. He says, you, you achieve a savata, you should make a full benching. 
So I am sympathetic to Rav Yol in the sense, obviously, the spirit of the law goes to Rav Yol. The question is, how much can you bend the technicalities of the halacha because of the spirit of the halacha? Okay, so I don't get to debate right now, but it's true, that's what Rav Yol does. Okay, pretty good? Can we move on? Okay, great. So let's get to another machloket, and then things are going to start to get exciting here. Actually, they're already exciting. It's get even more exciting. Okay, so what does it say in Megillah? So, everybody can read Megillah to stare, except for the deaf mute, the person who's not sane, and a katan. Now, at this point, things are pretty easy. Actually, things are not so easy. Rabbi Yehuda Machshir Bakatan. So this is, I always like guys, the rejected position life is often very interesting. We are not used to allowing a minor to read the Megillah for the community. Apparently, what would Rabbi Yehuda say? Why not? Why shouldn't a minor read it? So now I'm debating, it's always a question like, who do you think is more obvious? Uh, and then we'll explain the obvious one first, then the less obvious one. Who do you think is more obvious here? Would your gut reaction be to go with a Chachamim, that a Katan can't read the Megillah? Or would you think that the basic logic should be with Rabbi Huda that a katan can read the Megillah? Benji Kohn? Uh, I think the basic logic should be with the Chachamim. Okay, why? I mean, typically when it comes to Mitzvah, we don't allow katanim to, like, uh, do it for other people. Okay, Jack? I would say Rabbi Huda because it's the Excellent! Guys, nobody in the world, you could be the most pious whoever, you could be Josh A. Swiss, nobody in the world is Chayav Midoraita in Mikra Megillah. Why is no one chayim to write in Mikra Megillah? Because the rabbinic mitzvah. How can you be chayim to write in a rabbinic mitzvah? Okay, so it is rabbinic mitzvah. That means everybody in the room on Purim night is a rabbinic chiyuv kind of person. If I say the katan has a rabbinic chiyuv, so what's the problem with a katan reading for the gadol? So even though we don't follow Rabbi Yehuda, we can give an easy argument for Rabbi Yehuda. Oh, Yehuda is very simple, right? The katan is chayim to rabbanan. All the gedolim are chayim to rabbanan. Why in the world shouldn't the cotton read for everybody else? We're all good? And if you wanted to bring support for that, wouldn't you quote that Gemara Brachot Davchav? Because what did Gemara Brachot Chav say? If you could reduce the gadol to rabbinic by having him not eat Kedai Svia, what did we say over there? It sounds like the cotton could bench. So we have a paradigm for this. If they're both Durabanan, we have that the Durabanan could be Motsi, the Durabanan. Okay, Chucky? Chucky, the per- is, there's another adult in the back. Does he want to come in? He's welcome to come in. Rabbi Shaiwitz. Oh, okay. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. Rabbi Shaiwitz? He's talking to Daniel. Oh, okay. Just okay. He's fine? Okay. I, I want to invite him in and we'll introduce him. How, how come you Ramaz guys? How can you guys get like a visitor every four days? What's going on? Who's, who, who's teaching in Ramas? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so let us see an answer. And really, um, uh, Jonah really said this before. So this is a pretty famous Tosvos. So let's, we'll skip to the answer just to make life a little bit easy. So everyone go to Tosvos. Ah, let's do this again, guys. My new campaign this year to teach everybody how to skip and skim. If I went to go to Tosos Pshat, the real answer to the sugya, what could I jump to immediately? Excellent. V'yesh Lomar, guys. More than anything else, that is the answer word in Tosvot. Here I can, it's great news here. I can skip all the way like nine lines down. Everyone see which is V'yesh Lomar at the end? Yeah. It's a, it's a Rashi Tivot. It's Vav, you'd love it. V'yesh Lomar. 
This katan is already of an advanced age. He's 10, not 3. But yet the rabbanan say he can't read. Why not? Okay, the, as we said, the gedolim have a rabbinic chiyuv. The katan ain't mechuyev el mudubana fil b'shar mitzvot. And here's Jonah's point: uvegado leka elachad the rabbanan b'megila. Shari b'shar mitzvot uchiyev the raita. V'lo ati trey the rabbanan umafik chad the rabbanan. What's trey in Aramaic? Two. So Jonah just said an amazing theory of Tosfot. Tosfot. There's two ways to look at the world. You look at the world that there's the raita, the rabbanan, and minhuk. And all Drobanans are the same. But maybe it matters how many Drobanans are involved. Maybe someone who's Chayev in a one-step Drobanan is still more Chayev now than someone who took two rabbinic maneuvers. That is not obvious at all. But if you say it, it solves the problem. What are the Drobanan going to say? That when it comes to Mikkel Megillah, what makes the Gadol Chayev? One rabbinic move. That the Rabbanan instituted Mikkel Megillah. What makes the Katan Chayev? Two rabbinic maneuvers. What were the two rabbinic maneuvers? Mikra and Megillah per se, and the fact that a katan does mitzvah. Right, so, oh, that's not the same thing. You're a double rabbinan. You cannot do it for a single rabbinan. Okay, now what question could you still ask on Toso? Well, remember, guys, we said, what was the paradigm that a rabbinan could be motzi the rabbinan? That case in Brachot. Wouldn't you say, guys, based on the Tosos rule, based on the Tosos rule, it shouldn't work? Ah, Josiah, go ahead. They're reading the same thing. That makes it better or worse? That makes it better, I would say. Oh, you're so close. Just got it backwards. Okay. Guys, give me a case why in Bracho it would be the same level. The kid, here, the kid and dad sit down to eat their pizza together. What enables the kid to say benching for the dad at the end of the day? Yes. Is it because they both actually say the benching is one of the ones they're reading the last part of the book out loud? Nope. All right, no. They're both two steps. The kid is like benching and then he's and the dad is benching and then he's Okay, so let me rephrase. I think you got it. How much did the kid eat? How much did the dad eat? The kid eat full of the dad ate. Exactly. Right? So that's exactly what Tosu says. All it said there is that the dad did not eat Kadeh What do I simply have to plug in? That the kid. Did right. They were dividing the pizza pie. Dad was being very dad-like. Wants his kid to go first. His kid gets six slices. He gets two. So it turns out that the kid is totally satiated, and dad is not. So at that point, what are they both? I would say, no, we got exactly. They're both one step. Why is the kid chayev? We didn't have to make any rabbinic maneuver about amount because he ate a kadeshvia. The only rabbinic maneuver is that he's a katan. Okay, we ask with the dad, we don't have to make a maneuver about his personage, about his identity, he's a guttle, but he ate less than the Kadeshia, and therefore we make the move. So notice, one thing we're interesting emergency, if Tosan is right, one Durabanan equals one Durabanan, even if it's not the same one Durabanan. It's just a question of how many Durabanans are in the mix. Okay, so guys, we're going to see sheet to two in one second, but the main sheet to one here is the Jonah Seeler theory, that's about how many Durabanans are in the mix. A Durabanan can be Motsi Durabanan if it's one to one. If it's a two to one, then you're a different level and you can't be Motsi. So that would be why normally a Katan, can, that would be why, let's say in Mikra Megillah, a Katan can't be Motsi Yagadon. Yeah, who had a comment? We're good? Ellis, are you debating whether to make this comment? 
I was just like, why do we necessarily say that once that more rabbinic steps makes one less obligated? Okay, look, you're asking a good question that I'm kind of going to duck for now, but couldn't you argue that's precisely what Rabbi Yehuda disagrees with? Why does Rabbi Yehuda allow the kata on Tulane? So one argument might be, is it, who cares how many steps there are? Either you're Dubran or you're Doraita, right? Long number of steps is irrelevant. So I didn't really answer your question, but I'm just suggesting that maybe that theory isn't uh, Mishnah. That's, in fact, the Rebuta theory. Okay, we're good? Uh, yeah. Hey. Don't we say that, like, for Megillah, like, you said this like, a few sheer volumes before, like, that they're both technically on the same level because like, they're both part of the same Okay, thing. excellent. So Abe has an interesting theory that Mikra Megillah might be different because Afe Nubatones. We'll come back to your theory. Very good. Okay, guys. Now we'll do the other major theory. Guys, just you want to map out today's year, it's going to be two major theories and then a tr- tr- tremendous slach. Okay, but first let's get the second major theory. Just a quick question. Did Adir Kanan make it today or he's still like hungover from the wedding? <laughs> okay. All right, so I, I drove Adir to the wedding tonight, and I found out more, last night, I found out more mysterious qualities of him. <laughs> you guys know what he did this past summer? He sold pickles in a farmer's market. I, I, think that, I think that does add to the air of mystery, selling pickles in the farmer's market. And even what he, it was even more humorous to find out, I don't remember which company he works for, but I did, what, what's it called? Oh, Dr. Pickle, right? But it, what? Oh, okay. How does, he, how does he get his merchandise here? He made it. Oh, he makes them. Okay. But I discovered who Dr. Pickle's mortal enemy is. That is Picklicious. Okay. okay. Picklicious is like, I don't know, the, the Sauron of pickles. Okay. So uh, that, that was, quite, it was quite an interesting car right there. Okay. Okay. So let us go to, okay. Let us go to the, to the rod. Okay, so guys, this is a very, very famous Ramban. Again, we're trying to figure out, we're going to go with Jack. Ramban is on Jack's team, that really the logic is more like Rabbi Yehuda. Since it's all, right, maybe we'll go with Ellis. It's more logical, Durban is Durban, and who cares how many steps there are? Okay, so Evan, go to the Ramban on the third line of the run. Ramban, this is very famous, guys. Ramban alterates the Ramban and Svirlu. I don't care if it's a mature kid, he's 11 years old. Why not? Some of you heard this word from me. Misham the love mitzvah di day. Our mate guys, love mitzvah di day. It's not his mitzvah. Ella davua. I. What's the claim? The whole sugya till now, we've been misunderstanding the mitzvah of chinuch. The mitzvah of chinuch does not mean the child is obligated to start performing mitzvot. The mitzvah of chinuch means the parents should start educating them in the performance. A mitzvah. Once that's true, look at this line come go, guys. Therefore, he's not chayev on any level. Now, once you say that, we all agree that, I know there are other problems, but the Rabbanon in Megillah all of a sudden makes sense. In fact, the Rabbanon in Megillah are the only thing that makes sense. Why did the Rabbanon say that a katan can't lay if everyone's the Rabbanon? What's the answer? The katan's not the Rabbanon, he's zero. His parents should get him involved in Mikra Megillah, but he's not chayv in the slightest. So at no point could he be mozi the gadol. One more point, and I'll sum up the two major sheet here, guys. And Abe Cole, you're going to be a happy man in a second. Okay? Now, wait. So now things are reversed. Could we all agree now Rabbi Yehuda might be in trouble? Now that we said that? Rabbi Yehuda, Atzmo, Lo, Hitir, Bakatan, Ella, the Megillah. There's a unique shita. He would only say it about Megillah. Mifnesha kulam hayu botoh anes. 
Hey, there you are. Okay, so guys, it's a good day. We already had uh, Ari, Jonah, and Abe anticipating Rashi and Tosu. Excellent day here. Okay, so what's the claim? Oh, ah, pains is an unusual factor. Just like it can make women chayev, it could even make ketanim chayev. Okay, so let's just sum up the two major shito, and then I'll take comments, then we'll get to the last part. Okay, two major shito. If I'm a Tosos man, and let's, let, you know the best thing? Let's have the Rabban Rabbi Huda set it up for us. Rabban and say, a katan can't read Megillah for the Tibor. Rabbi Huda says, a katan can read Megillah for the Tibor. Okay? By the way, Jonah, this also proves you're more serious than Adir. You were also at the wedding, and you're here. Okay, did, you, did he stay later than you? Okay, there you go. Okay, so the uh, Rabban and say, he can't, he can't, and Rabbi Huda says, he can't. Okay, here we go. If I'm in the Tosos world, how does it work? Well, Rabbi Huda is easy. As Ella said, Rabbi Huda says, all the Rabbanans are the same. I don't care how many steps there are. So everybody's a Rabbanan, so a Kappan could be for everybody. Then the Chachamim have this huge Kiddush, oh, how many Rabbanic steps there are matters. And therefore the Kattan's a, tri- a doubled Rabbanan, and a doubled Rabbanan can't be Motsi, a single Rabbanan. Okay, that is the Chachamim. If that is, I'm sorry, that is Tosu's take on the debate. If I'm the Ramban, I have a totally different take on the debate. If the Ramban, I say, actually, a katan's not chayv in the slightest. So the Chachamim are the easiest thing in the world to explain. A katan can't read for a gadol because the katan's not chayv. Why in the world should he be able to read for the gadol? Now Rabbi Huda becomes trickier. So Rabbi Huda goes with a quote. He says, no, no, according to me, because we have this principle of Afhain, only here Afhain would be mechayev the... Katan. Okay, now we have those two major theories. Any questions before we get to a really intriguing Akron? All right, Benji. Why, That's a great question. Okay, so the Ramban might even have to have a different Gerson Brachot, because I'm not going to explain right now, guys. I'm going to run out of time. But in theory, what the Ramban said is a great theory, but it might explicitly contradict the Gmar and Brachot we read. Okay, Benji, very good. Not for us right now, though. Yeah. So if we're saying that the child is all, if one of the theories that the child is obligated because of the mitzvah, uh, when we say that a non-Jew is prohibited from keeping Shabbos, is that because he's a non-Jew or because he's not obligated? Because if he's not obligated, it's just... The child is only obligated to Yeah, it, 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 it's a very good question. It's because he's a non-Jew. Okay, it's not because he's a it, it, There's no rule that anybody who's put from Shabbos who keeps it is violating something. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Why do the Why are women better than Katan? Ah, very good. I think you're saying because of Afein. So I think we'd have to argue that Afein somehow works for women and not for Katan. I don't want to get into the debate right now, but I think you see right there. Ah, you know, we'll read it inside once we ask to Jack, okay? Jack, we'll put you on the list. Everyone's anticipating all the Mepharshim here. Okay, you see, the, Jack, read the last line. Boto and Ace. Last line on the, on the page. Just from Boto and Ace. I mean, what does he want to claim? We only apply the Afein principle for people who, in general, are Chayav in Mitzvah. So, therefore, we'd apply it to women, but not apply it to Ketan. But he, is, he was bothered by your question there. Yeah. Afein isn't a second standard. Uh, no. Afein is just a reality. Okay. Yeah. Is it on the says that is just on the parent and the children doesn't, and it's a Yeah, I think Tosa thinks there really is a chiv on the kid. Okay, so if you say that it's a chiv on the kid, um, the chino, yeah, does, does chino mean that they're a chayat or a or they're a for a Okay, oh my god, we have a, she's come much too large. Okay, 
you only asked a very clever question I'm not going to get into, but uh, actually, I'll mention for one second. Guys, sometimes there's a classic hakira, classic lumdish question, which could be plugged into a ton of mitzvot. So I'll give you some good examples, since you guys like to think abstractly. Okay, who here is uh, majoring in uh, philosophy next year? Anybody? No? Wait, Elliot Stewart, where are you? What are you majoring in? Physics. Physics? What happened to philosophy? Okay. No? Okay. So, guys, it's, there are certain similar things in terms of looking for a test case and realizing a certain kind of question. Let's say I have a halacha concept that applies to every mitzvah. I'll toss out a couple. Hidur mitzvah, right? I should make any mitzvah, make the mitzvah object more beautiful. Or lifnei iver. I should not encourage you to do the wrong thing. Or chinuch. A 12-year-old boy should already be doing mitzvah. So all those categories, I could ask the following question. There is one mitzvah involved. There's one mitzvah called chinuch. Chinuch for lulav is no different than chinuch for a shofar. Don't with that? Lifne'iver for Chil Shabbos is no different than Lifne'iver for eating treif. All still good? But couldn't one say that this generic principle takes on some of the character of each individual mitzvah, and then each one would have its own... Right? That's your question, right, Yoni? Now, you might say that sounds really abstract, Rabbi. I've got a killer in Afkamina. You just can't beat this. Okay, let's say someone... Ah, who should we go with here? Let's go with... Okay. Ah, Ellie Weiss. Okay, someone holds a gun to Ellie Weiss's head and says, Ellie, if you don't convince Xander to worship pagan temples, I will shoot you. Okay, now let's think about the case. What do we have? Now, normally you'd all say, wait, this is not one of the big three. As from Ellie's perspective, right? Because what's Ellie violating here? He's not violating about Zara. He's violating Lifneiver. Lifneiver is not in the big three. So clearly, he should start convincing Xander and save his life, right? We value life greatly in Judaism. If it's not the big three, you save your life. Ah, but what could one argue now, guys? Lifneiver for Avodazara takes on some of the quality of Avodazara. And if that's true, maybe it is a case for martyrdom. Everyone see that? I'm just using that to illustrate what it would mean that the individual mitzvah is affecting the larger principle. Okay, everyone understand what I said? If you didn't get it, it's okay, guys. Just, just ignore it. But if you got it, I hope you appreciate it. So that's the only source of this question about Chinuch. So it's a great question. How does it affect us here, though? Oh, I see. Because you want to say that they can't be motzi because it's not the same mitzvah. Yeah. I mean, you're saying the kid is fulfilling Chinuch and the adult is Chayav and Mikra Megillah. Yeah, four uh, I have to think about that. That's a clever question. All right, guys, over to the second side. We will now see a quick achron and uh, call it a day. Okay, ex- excellent group to today, guys. Okay, so here, give, I'll give you a good rule for life. Gideon Ron definitely knows this already because it's one of my classic tangents. Guys, when you write your safer, I have good news. Okay, you could not only name it for men, you can name it for your mom or grandma. Okay, I am aware of three different swarms that are named after ancestral women. Okay, there's a sefer called the Chavot Yair, whose grandma was Chava. That's why it's the Chavot Yair. There's a sefer called Megillat Esther, because I think his mom was Esther. Okay, and there's a sefer by Rav Yecheska Landau called the Tzlach, which is Tzion Lenefesh Chaya. Guys, don't forget, Tzion is not the same as Tzion. Guys, in it, uh, we'll see you now. Now, uh, hey, we're going to put Ramaz to the test here. 
Guys, in a classroom setting, what is a tziyun? Oh, uh, good. Who, where, Ethan Banner. Elementary school? Okay, there we go. Okay. What? I, I, I didn't want to say it in public, but I, I, that was impl- implicit in the elementary school comment. Okay, so a tziyun is a mark. It's not tziyun, Zion. So this is a marker for the soul of Chaya. Chaya, again, I think was his grandmother. Okay, guys, so get that down. Can you do that one already? Okay, excellent. The three storm named after ma- ma- maternal figures. What? Uh, he's never been in my uh, attention before. So even even well-known feminists do not always know this. They, they don't. They, you know, because well-known feminists do not discuss uh, storm titles enough. Okay, they, somehow that's not where they put their energies. Okay, I, I, I've often thought that they fight the wrong battles. You know what battle they should start with? Women's clothing should have pockets. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I do not understand. How they survive without pockets is a mystery to me. I, I could not live like an hour without a pocket. Okay. Uh, what? Who wants to carry a purse around everywhere? What? Okay, okay but I, guys. Okay, guys. I, I'm sympathetic to other feminist battles, but I really think they should start there. Okay. Either that or getting rid of high heels. Those are the two possibilities. Okay. So let's go back to the slot. So the slot wants to know. Now, guys, remember we said, remember we said that the classic nafkamina would be Suffolk if something's the right term, but none. And the Gemara chose to go with a different one. Whether one Brooklyn chose to focus on, choose to focus on, can they fulfill it for others? So he now I'm not sure it's such a killer question. He says, Well, why don't we go with the classic one? You wouldn't know if women are chayv and brikkah amazon the right turban Just plug in the case of Suffolk and you're good to go. Okay, so he says something really interesting. Okay, so look at uh, down to you see the line that begins with birkat yushlaim, where he says va'adkan. It kind of is an earth-shattering chiddush. Adkan lo nistafku kan benashim im direct turban ella bebirkat ha'aretz. The suffix of women are chayv is only about. Birkin Arts, namely? Awesome. Who said that? Very good. The second bracha Birkin Hazan. Okay, now let's skip to the next line. Of a Birkin Hazan, Vadai, Shechayavot Min Torah. So this is a really fascinating tzlach. Okay, the tzlach is also known as the note of Yehuda. Okay, says the tzlach, wait, women are excluded perhaps from the second theme. But why do you assume all the themes are a tag team that have to go together? Package deal. Maybe each team has independent worth and validity. And therefore, if it says, what is the psak about women? There's certainly on the first bracha. Then we could say maybe the only chayim on Because he says the first bracha has nothing to do with land. It is just about enjoying food, about appreciating food. So he assumes they're chayim deraita. Ah, so why would Suffolk not be a good test case? Because according to everybody, what would happen if a woman's not sure if she benched? She would still have to bench because there's a right to level. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking, but wait, but there'd still be an afkamina because she could stop after the first bracha. But he assumes that once we'd make you say the first bracha, you would rather just go through the whole thing. Right? That's it. Which is not a crazy assumption, though it is debatable. So, but very interesting socks. What does the sock hold? That the right to first drabanan would be an afkamina about being mochi. Now let's just play it out for a second, guys. And maybe, you know, maybe, guys, I'll finally do less is more. I'm not going to sneak in the other two points. But those of you who are really interested, Ari Berman, read through the whole tzlach, okay? Okay, if you guys, if you understand the other two points of the tzlach later, speak to Ari Berman. 
Okay, so, but let's go through it quickly. What does he want to claim? Why is being mochi other is still an afkamid according to him? Because according to him, a man could be mochi other men. What happens when a woman tries to be mochi men in Birkin Mazon? According to Tzlach, it would work for first the first bracha, but would not work for bracha two or bracha three. So that's why we won't have it. So that's why it's a good nafkamina. Ah, but if suffake is the nafkamina, what does he claim? We're going to make, either way, we're going to make women do it because they're chayv doraita on the first bracha. And he seems to have a rule that in those kind of suffake scenarios, once you've started the flow already, you would just finish it. So she would end up actually saying all three brachot in the case of suffake. So suffake turns out to not be a test case between Doraita or Zerubbin. Okay, I'll take last comments now, but again, I'm just get down. These are the three things you should take away from this year, besides my little comments on the side. Okay, where the feminist revolution should start. Okay, the uh, number one, we have the Tosus theory, which really boils down to the double Durbanan versus the single Durbanan. We have the Ramban theory, which really boils down to kids are not high of in mitzvot at all. That's not what Chinuch is. And then we have a little bit of the where does Afhain play in with kids, okay, as Benji and Jack pointed out. And finally, we have the Tzlach who says there's a reason why Suffolk would not be a good test case because he claims that women's lack of Chiyav would only really show up in the second bracha. Everyone will agree when Chayev in the first bracha of Birkat HaMazon. Okay, any comments or questions on this year? Yes, Benji. So practically, how could, how could a woman be Okay, what if, I know it's a little bit of a weird thing to do, Benji, but we, we could do weird things in the logic system. What if you sit down with your girlfriend and you guys have a great meal together? Okay, and then she benches the first bracha out loud. You listen and you say, oh, that was great. And then you chime in on the second bracha. You start saying it yourself. No? Is it crazy that that would work? Okay. I, I'm willing to, that's one of my leniencies. It's not, not like kidney. Oh, you like that? That's because you're like a very halachic fellow. Like, in your view, romance is not like sipping the ice cream sundae together. It's like saying brick of muslin together. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, anybody else? I was not taking the question seriously. No, I'm saying Yes, yes. It is okay. All right, everybody have a great Shabbos.